Now that we have a more masterful foundation of education behind these sneaky burnout behaviors, let's move into action and application. You're going to need something to write with and write on for this activity. We're going to start with one of our teams and our clients favorite activities to perform some due diligence on our own brains blueprint, specifically focused on our own burnout behaviors. The framework of this activity is to practice slowing down and examining our reactions so that instead of being stuck in subconscious, we can bring more conscious awareness and choice around these behaviors. There are four key questions in this framework designed to help slow down a reaction so we can consciously reflect and analyze its roots. The questions are, one, in this reaction, what do I feel mentally and physically? Two, is this a familiar reaction or pattern for me? Three, when in my life experiences might I have first adapted or learned this reaction? And lastly, is this reaction still relevant and productive to my current situation? If not, what would be? I'm going to walk us through an example for myself and then ask you to pause and complete this for yourself. For a first example of me for you to listen to and just get a feel for before we turn it over to you walking through this. I'm going to choose perfectionism and pleasing as my example to really slow down and hunt into being perfectionistic and people pleasing. As I'd mentioned at the beginning of this journey has always been something that has followed me and been something that I thought was just a personality trait that I didn't know was something that maybe I had adapted earlier on until I did some of this work. So we'll start with question one here. In this reaction, what do I feel mentally and physically? So when I think about needing to be perfect, when I think about, for example, a really big deliverable that I'm working on, I immediately feel this tightness in my chest, in my body, I feel my heart rate increase, and I immediately psychologically start having thoughts like, okay, what are you going to mess up? What do you need to get perfect? How can this go wrong? Thoughts that I think a lot of us who are perfectionistic or maybe people pleasers can have running in your head when you're faced with a new challenge or a new situation. This is important to start with. So we can start to identify some of the physical data that we have when we have a reaction pop up. As a rule of thumb, if your body tenses up, that normally means you're in some type of triggered or defensive state. And it's really important to be more attuned to that so that we know it's happening if that reaction is popping up for us. It's the first line of defense. Second question we had in this activity is asking, is this reaction a familiar reaction or pattern for me? So for me, like I said, perfectionism, people pleasing has always been a pattern for me. I feel like it's been there forever, but where might I have adapted it? When in my life experience might I have learned that this was something I needed to do for my own safety or resourcing? When I rewind this all the way back to early life for me personally, perfection comes up as something that feels like a defense to try to seek control and safety. In much of my childhood, not only were there aspects where I felt like I needed to make the best grades, have the perfect behavior, et cetera, et cetera, that a lot of us, I think, feel in childhood, 
But I had also this other layer where we couldn't really make sense of how our parents made decisions. As a kid, it didn't make any sense. As an adult, what really rings true is that our parents really wanted to have control over us, but in a way that didn't make sense to us as kids, where I would get perfect grades and expect to be able to go play with friends. But then my parents would say, no, you're not allowed to go play with your friends, and there's no reason I have to give you for why. We would really excel at everything in school and want to do an extracurricular activity. So for me, being able to be on dance team in high school was just the biggest thing in the world for me. And when you are a kid, being able to belong and fit in is so big. And dance team was a huge thing for me around that. I became a dance team captain, I remember, in junior and senior and year of high school. And I was accepted into college already. I knew that I'd be locked in as I think I graduated six in my class in high school and everything, everything was perfect, right? And my parents suddenly said, we need you to quit dance team because we're just not in support of it anymore. And I didn't know what to do with my life at that point. There were so many aspects in my childhood that just felt like I couldn't make sense of anything, that no matter how hard I tried to be perfect, things would get taken away. And it's still a really, really tender thing for me. And so to compensate, my childhood brain said, you need to try to be perfect and to make sure you are waiting for the shoe to drop no matter what. And you need to really take on the responsibility for when things go wrong, because that is a way that my brain, I think, made sense of all of the chaos and the things that felt unexplainable. It's that similar thing we talked about in an earlier chapter. When we're kids and we see chaos or conflict that really is coming from our caretakers, instead of saying my caretakers have a flaw, we compensate by saying it must be me so that we can feel more safe and in control. And that's something that I adapted throughout life. Um, it was funny even as our team was going through the work to create the content for these journeys. Um, and as you can imagine, workplace mental wellness is really high in demand, so we're really busy right now. I felt a little tight on our timelines, and I was talking to my husband about how I just was so up in my head where I was so scared that we weren't going to do this content justice. And it's really leading us to this last question. Is this reaction still relevant and productive to our current state? For me, not really at all, right? This level of perfectionism that isn't about being good. It's about almost crippling yourself with the anxiety of what will go wrong if you make any kind of mistake that leaves us paralyzed in this fight or flight mode that for me actually gets in the way of me doing good work because I'm so, again, feel like in my head around stress and anxiety that I won't be good enough or that things will go wrong, that I can't get into my flow state, I can't produce any good content, I can't engage with my teams and my clients at the level that I otherwise could. This is an example that can really touch tender roots um, like it did for me. But I hope you see how as we just start to slow down some of these reactions that we've had for a long time and really dig into the root of, okay, I know that this is a behavior for me 
And I don't know where it came from, but when we actually dig into understanding why you adapted it in the first place, it can really help you start to have some freedom from that behavior. Instead of it popping up and just feeling true all the time, you'll have done the work to be able to say, okay, I feel this popping up, but I know that this is likely rooted in this past experience where this was such an important adaptation for me, but it's not actually helping me now. It's not relevant or productive to me now. What would actually be helpful to me now? What would be nourishing to me now? And going through that, not only to create some of the baseline for change, but this is really what's proven to help create the psychological change where our neurons are remapping and we're relearning cognitive schemas for the future. So now I'm gonna ask you to take these four questions on your own, press pause for a little bit, and just choose any of your burnout behaviors that you might wanna investigate into a little bit, do some of the reflective work. There are no right or wrong answers, just see what comes up and see what you discover. I hope this activity helped give you a starting point of better understanding the roots of some of your more sneaky burnout behaviors. In the future, as these reactions come up, practice pausing and asking yourself these questions, whether that means taking a few moments to write it out or just getting into the habit of mentally doing so. So that instead of being stuck in subconscious reflex, that might be more relevant to your past, you can choose a conscious response that's relevant and productive to your here and now. Next up, we're going to be reviewing practical tips for learning to set better boundaries.